Welcome everyone to the Blackest Tech Speaker Series. This is your host Mimi Jacks and I'm here tonight with one of our panelists who is going to join us at the virtual conference, Tiffany Davis. Hello Tiffany, thanks for being here tonight. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and to share with you all. Thank you. Uh, why don't we get started and I'll ask you first, um, actually, you know, how is it that you became interested in aerospace engineering? I forgot to mention that Tiffany is actually an aerospace engineer and she works with Boeing. So how did you actually get into aerospace engineering? Yep, my role to being a rocket scientist was a very um, convoluted one, I'll say that. <laughs> so it started when I was really young. I was the type of um, type of young girl that was always interested in math and sciences. I love physics, I love chemistry, I love all the different algebra and calculus classes. And I also love taking apart my like electronics at home and trying to figure out how to put it back together. So mm -hmm. I was the type of girl that would take apart my Game Boy and then try to put it back together before my parents found out that I took apart. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I much rather preferred Radio Shack over Toys, uh, Toys R Us. And that's the type of person I've always been. Mm -hmm. And my parents helped hone that interest and they cultivated that interest in the sciences by sending me to different STEM camps while I was in elementary and in middle school. Mm -hmm. They sent me to after school programs in math and sciences too. So eventually that led to me um, understanding that I needed to go into engineering. Like I needed to be in some type of field where I'm using both the math and the sciences in my everyday. And really it wasn't until my final year of high school where I learned about aerospace engineering and how that uses both, you know, the math and the science components of it. And it also integrates things of the astro nature, looking at the stars and how they work and what is a galaxy and how, how big and massive things are and stuff like that. So it was something that kind of just all came together at once. <laughs> it was in the stars for you from the very beginning. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yep. Oh, cool. And how did you end up with Boeing and what is it that you do with them exactly? Yeah, so my tenure with Boeing actually started in my undergraduate career. And it's something that I definitely stress to all students is to go out there into the industry while you're in undergrad and do these internships within the professional world. So in my sophomore year of undergrad, I started a internship with Boeing during my summer break. And that developed into a full-time role with the company after I graduated. And I started um, in a rotational program where I went through different groups and different locations, working on things from fighter jets to rockets to you know the 747s, the, the, the airplanes that people fly in every day. And that actually led me to my current job, which is my role is the spacecraft vehicle manager. Mm -hmm. And what that basically means is I'm responsible for the state of health of on-orbit satellites. So these are spacecraft that are currently, you know, in the sky, they're already up there and I manage them. So for example, if a, a spacecraft is too close to the sun, so it's getting too hot, mm -hmm. I'm responsible for maneuvering it away from the sun into a, a safer position. So it's kind of like having a baby in the sky, you got to <laughs> check on it, making sure it meets its milestones, that it doesn't have a fever, you know. So. <laughs> And you That's get to monitor it all right from the safety of, you know, here on Earth. Oh, on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh that is wonderful. And 
And I think it's important, like you mentioned, how having mentors and um, doing the internships, you know, during your undergrad really had an impact on your career after graduation. Absolutely. I think it's so valuable for people to to take advantage of that, to even reach out to people, get to know them. Um, even if it's an article you read, you know, reach out to the author and say, wow, you know, that was, you know, really impressive, you know, um, that people have that opportunity to connect with each other just to learn more and to share. Um, so that's good. Yeah. And, and what about um, how do you feel being a black woman, being a young black woman in this industry? How has that been for you um, in a mostly male environment? Absolutely. I feel like a lot of people know how the aerospace industry now, especially after the movie Hidden Figures came out and it really put on blast exactly what black women go through in this industry. And it's bittersweet to say that not has not much has changed since that movie um, in terms of the representation of minorities and also women and specifically black women <laughs> in the field is. So um, for me, when I walk in a room at work, most times I'm the only black person in the room mm -hmm. and I could be the only woman in the room. And usually I'm always the only black woman in the room. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And, and, and that's how it works. So it can cause a certain strain of pressure because you feel like I'm always speaking for this um, group of people. Like I'm just not showing up. Just this is Tiffany Davis and this is how Tiffany Davis thinks. Mm -hmm. Since I'm the only one in the room that looks like me, I'm speaking for this whole group of people, you know? Yeah, yeah. They look to you. Sometimes, you know, and I can understand, they may look to you as the representation of, you know, what are women thinking? What are Black women thinking? You know, how can they, you know, further reach people in mm -hmm. you know, some of these experiments and solutions that you're coming up with? Right. Yeah. Um, but to see all that you have done over the last <laughs> few years and to see that, and I love your hashtag, by the way, yes, I am a rocket scientist, right? <laughs> I, you know, I think it's great for, you know, students and kids to see that and even adults as well, you know, to, to really be able to hone in on, okay, yes, here is a black woman who's done all her studies in the you know in the workforce you know and she's you know doing it making it happen and it's something that you enjoy something that you love which you. makes it even better so congratulations Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and my last question for you is how do you see um black women the role of black women in the future of technology mm -hmm. um i know nowadays there's um a lot of like AI and technology, there's all these different technology fields and they may not have as many uh, black women as we would like, but hopefully that is changing. You know, I'm always looking for ways to encourage more, you know, young women and girls to become interested in, um, in STEM and in a technology. So how do you see, you know, the black woman's role in that future of, of technology? Yeah. I see the black woman's role as being everywhere in every industry. And I feel like a lot of big tech companies and these big um, major innovation companies, they're realizing that mm -hmm. diversity and inclusion isn't just a buzzword to throw around, that when you have a diverse workforce and you include that workforce into these major decisions, especially technology decisions, yeah. you get better products, you get better innovations, you get all these new advances that you couldn't have without 
that diversity and especially having black women um, not only a part of the group and included in the group, but being leaders of the group, being the next CTOs yeah. and mm -hmm. the technical leads on these programs and the CEOs making these business decisions. I feel like that's really what the future does look like for black women is not only having a seat at the table, but leading mm -hmm. the table, making decisions at the table and inviting other people that look like them to the table, pulling us all up as we rise, you know? Yeah, so I'm, I, if you can't tell, I get super excited to think about the future, um, especially for Black women. I I personally try to recruit as many as I can from you know the age of three. I'm telling these little girls like you can be a rocket scientist. You, I want you to you know work with me in the future, and it's really possible. It's just something that we have to continue to communicate and promote within our own communities. Yes, yeah. Oh, I love that. I know I have a friend who wrote a book, um, Rocco's Big Launch, and it's about a young small boy, young black boy, and um, it, it's just so encouraging, like you say, to start them young, start you know, yeah. encouraging children and girls to mm -hmm. um, become interested in engineering, interested in technology. Mm -hmm. um, and so what else are you passionate about? I know that you're, you're passionate about, you know, like recruiting mm -hmm. and passionate about, you know, your, your um, career and technology. Uh, are, is there anything else that you enjoy doing in your spare time as well? Yeah, I'm really passionate about just STEM awareness in general. And I love to express that in the form of mentorships and speaking engagement, career counseling and career development. Um, so I work with all ages from, you know, the three-year-olds all the way up into people that are senior in their career and they may want to make a, a transition somewhere into their career. So going over interview prep and resume prep with them okay. and for people, you know, further in their career, but also starting very young and just kind of like you just said, explaining to young kids that it's never too early to start their interest in um, science, technology, engineering, and math and how that can already relate to things that they're interested in right now, you know? So like if a, a little girl, she's really into makeup, she likes makeup, explaining to her that she can go into chemical engineering and, you know, start her own makeup firm. Yeah. Or a little black boy that's interested in video games, that's fine. But did you know that you can go into, you know, computer science and develop your own video games or go into graphics and draw your own video games and relating to them on their level what you're currently interested in, you can do that in science and technology and engineering and math as well, you know? <laughs> exactly. Everything has a beginning. And if you can understand how things work, then you can continue to have a career and continue to learn about those things that you enjoy. So whatever it is that the kids are interested in, we can find a way, I'm sure, to bring it back to technology. Absolutely. You can. <laughs> mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you, Tiffany, so much for joining us today. Thank you. Yes. And everyone, we hope that you continue to listen, continue to follow us so you can find out more information about what's coming up with the Black is Tech Conference, which is going to be September 24th to the 25th. And we look forward to seeing everyone then. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.